Sacher on The Voice of the Cape. That's right, it's Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back, and uh, my guest in studio this morning is uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. Well, uh, we're talking about the love of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we would say. And um, we've been speaking before the break about some aspects of this, and also the important role that parents play in, in encouraging and, 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 and making their children understand how important Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in their lives as they grow up now uh, one one aspect of this is if we look at um, society today mm-hmm. there, there are times where people uh, nowadays they criticize the Sunnah they say this is not important and that is not important um, I as a as a Muslim um, I can I don't need to do this I don't need to do that and and people discard the Sunnah sometimes as a result not realizing the the uh, greatness of 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 the of the of the life of Rasulullah and the importance of the Sunnah in 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 in, in, in as, part, as part of a, a perfect way of life or a complete way of life. Subhanallah. How, how should we as Muslims engage with that kind of attitude from people when people say, "Ahmed, but that's just a Sunnah. Mm. You know, it's not important. Why should I follow it?" Mm. Bismillah rahim Shukran for that point, uh, Haji Muhammad Fasih. Uh, you see, uh, people people are very, despite the fact that we are very highly qualified today, and we've got people qualified in all various aspects, but then they start questioning the deen, you know? <clears throat> it shows the ignorance with regard to the Islamic education. Because if you look at Islamic law, the primary source from which we get our Islamic principles and law from is the source of the glorious Qur'an. Okay, and everything yes is covered in the Quran, but Allah sometimes touch on subjects, and Allah don't go into detail. And for that detail, we needed Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who is the recipient of this revelation. And therefore, the secondary source next to the Quran is the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So if anyone denies the Sunnah. And they reject the Sunnah. It is then a direct attack on the personality of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because what do we understand when we hear the word Sunnah? Sometimes we have a very limited understanding of Sunnah. We just say this is Farad and this is Sunnah, and Sunnah is not important in the eyes of many people. But what is the Sunnah according to Sharia? The Sharia of Islam teaches us that the Sunnah of the Prophet is divided into three categories and some ulama say four categories. They say it is aqwal, that every word that the Prophet spoke of guidance with regard to the deen, that is Sunnah. It is af'al, it is his actions, and it is taqreer, his tacit approval. Some ulama adds a fourth dimension to it by saying, wa usuli rasul, uh, wa, um, uh, the, they say, wa sifatu rasulullah, his attributes, and his character is also part of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu So indeed the sunnah plays an important role, a role as being the secondary source of Islamic law. So anyone who denies the sunnah, he put himself in a serious and a dangerous situation because you are now denying the very personality of Rasulullah sallallahu And the Prophet sallallahu is so vital in, in, in our belief in our deen that so much so that if you look at the adhan 
Without saying Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, your adhan is incomplete. If you look at your iqama without saying Muhammad Rasulullah, your iqama is incomplete. I will even take it much further without Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Your kalima is incomplete. So as you need the Prophet وسلم, you need his sunnah in your life because this is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the glorious Quran, Allah says, and وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوهُ Allah say, whatever my Rasul gives to you, you take it. And whatever he prohibits you from, you abstain from it. So without the Prophet wasallam, there can be no true and complete Islam. Now, Sheikh, on that point, uh, which Sheikh was speaking about, um, taking what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has 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 has, has um, given, and what he had uh, said that we should abstain from, we should abstain from. The question then is, in terms of. Uh, when we look at 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 uh, following the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi and we're speaking today about Muhammad Rasulullah, the yes. love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi um, many of us would like to build up a strong love for Rasulullah yes. How does one obtain that in a practical sense from mm-hmm. in it, from day to day? Because obviously some people might say, yeah, you can make these stickers, you can do this, but how do we internalize that love within our heart for Rasulullah sallallahu Okay, let me answer that question from the point of uh, the incident where Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an one day told the Prophet sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anything else and everyone else except myself. And the Nabi sallallahu said to him, Oh Umar, your iman is incomplete. And then he said, Ya Rasulullah, then... Let me say that I love you more than everyone and everything else, including myself. I love you more than even myself. The Prophet said to him, Oh Umar, now your iman is complete. Allah. So unless and until we reach that stage where we put the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, even before ourselves, because Allah say that he is Ola, he is closer to us, than, he is closer to the mu'mineen than themselves. First Allah and first the Prophet, that is the premise and the starting point to love Rasulullah unconditionally, even more than ourselves. And then there's certain steps that we can take where Allah say that if you claim to love me, then follow my Prophet. Following the Prophet ﷺ in every aspect. And sometimes we, when we speak of the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, we think it's only the size of my beard or using a miswak or dress like the Prophet. But my character is not like him. Then that is not the sunnah because the sunnah of the Prophet is also to imbibe his beautiful lifestyle and character. The Prophet smiled. The Nabi always had a smiling face. The only time when he didn't smile was when something upset him and he would show it out. But he was always a person with a happy countenance. So how can I claim to follow his sunnah but I never smile? I never forgive. I never show mercy to other people. This is Rasulullah sallallahu So to follow him, to love him is to follow him and to follow him in the true sense of the word is to base your entire life or try the best of your ability 
the best of your ability to structure your life on his beautiful biography and his beautiful seerah which is there for us to study and there for us to get acquainted with and there for us to implement in our lives. Inshallah, the voice of Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander, this is the program Friday Nasiha speaking about Muhammadi Rasulullah or the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This morning, uh, when we return from the break, we'll continue stay tuned on 91.3. Just before we do go, SMS that says, Salam Jumu Mubarak to my beloved family and friends in George and Cape Town. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our ibadah inshallah from Ahmad and Samaya Kunilis in George. Shukran for the inspiring nasiha. Friday nasiha on the voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the Friday Nasiha here on The Voice of the Cape. It's uh, 10.55. The time is moving very, very fast. I do have in studio with me uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. We're speaking about Muhammad Rasulullah, love for the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, Sheikh, uh, during the break, um, a, a very interesting point came about, and that is um, if we look at the seerah, uh, the life of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu It shouldn't just read as a story for us, or mm-hmm. we should just, shouldn't just see it as a novel, a beautiful story, mashallah, I read it and I, I then put it aside. Uh, how, how important is it for us to internalize those lessons practically? The reason why I ask this question is that um, sometimes within our community, um, we tend to uh, conduct our lives by our own khal, by our own, mm. by our own uh, mot- mot- motives. Someone says something ugly to me and I'm gonna, I've got a right to say something ugly to them. Mm-hmm. But perhaps isn't there something in the seerah that teaches us a different way? Mm-hmm. Or the same, like two neighbors are fighting, the one lady swears at the other one, and the other one swears back at her because uh, she feels I've got a right because she mm-hmm. said something to me, so I'm mm-hmm. going to say something to her. Is there not something in the seerah that teaches us a better way? Most certainly, you know, uh, Muhammad Fasir, our entire lives, our 24-7, our daily lives should reflect the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi came to teach us and to show us an example in every aspect of our human life. And we are quickly to jump out for revenge. And yes, Throughout our lives, every single day, there's every one of us, we are faced with various issues and various challenges. Before we react to any situation, ask yourself the question, how would my prophet have conducted himself in the situation? What, according to my knowledge of the seerah and my knowledge of the sunnah, would have been the reaction of my beloved Rasul. You know, I don't think there's a more beautiful example of compassion, of mercy, of pardon and forgiveness than that time when Rasulullah sallallahu marched with an army of 10,000 and he conquered Makkah. He returned to Makkah, that Makkah people who persecuted him and his followers who were the cause of the death of our beloved mother, Sayyidina Khadija, the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu who were the cause of the death of his beloved uncle, Sayyidina Hamza, who were the cause of the death of many of his Sahaba and family members, and for expelling Rasulullah sallallahu from his glorious city of birth, Makkah al-Mukarramah. Here this day Rasulullah turned Returned to Makkah victorious, conquering Makkah. And he 
had the power to put everyone to the sword. He had the power to take revenge. But the Prophet took hold of the gates of the Kaaba. And they asked the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, O Muhammad وسلم, how are you going to deal with us? And he said, today I will deal with you like my brother Nabi Yusuf السلام, dealt with his brothers who harmed him. And his words was, La tathriba alaykum al-yawm. There is no charge and revenge against you today. I readily forgive you. That was my prophet, your prophet, our beloved Rasul, who had the power to exact revenge, but he preferred forgiveness. He preferred pardon. He preferred to show mercy and compassion. And if I as a Muslim claim to follow my prophet and to love my prophet, then I should implement those beautiful principles. Subhanallah, when we think about this uh, level of mercy um, uh, for, for, for humanity that Rasulullah had and this lesson that comes out of this as an Islamic lesson, as, as, as a lesson within Islam that Islam is a deen of mercy, the, the, it makes one sad to think that there are people out there, that there are human beings out there who destroy, who, t- who try to destroy or distort this view of Islam, that try to take the, 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 the beauty out of Islam, that try to that commit atrocities in the name of Islam, which is totally against the teachings of Rasulullah Most certainly, you know, the beautiful image and the beautiful name of Islam has been hijacked. Whatever all those groups do on the international level, those groups who call themselves ISIS or Shabab or whatever names they call themselves, no act of terrorism or aggression can be done in the name of Islam because Islam is peace. Islam means peace and the very word Islam stands for I shall love all mankind. That in practice was my and your beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Islam is peace. Islam is peace and a Muslim is someone who is committed to peace towards Allah and towards the rest of creation and towards the whole of humanity, be it Muslim or non-Muslim. So there is no such thing as Islamic terrorism. There is no such thing as Islamic radicalism. There is no such thing as Islam in any negative connotation. These are all misnomers that were created by many of the enemies of Islam. But let me just end this point with a beautiful beautiful saying of one of the great historians of our time, George Bernard Shaw. George Bernard Shaw is a well-known, internationally reputed historian and scholar, and he said, if a man like Muhammad had to come back to this world today, he would succeed in giving this world the much-needed peace and the much-needed happiness that they are so desperately searching for. That is scholarship. If you study the life and the biography of Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah without any bias, without any prejudice, and you're a true seeker of truth, be you Muslim or non-Muslim, you cannot reach but the conclusion that according to Thomas Carlyle who said, the greatest man that ever lived was Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Indeed, uh, Sheikh, the inspiring, uh, it's, it's inspiring to think that um, even amongst the non-Muslim populations, uh, when they truly research Islam, 
and there's, ev- there's even a shred of of um yeah if i can put it uh, a thread of truth to the, the, the research because we know there's a lot yes. of misinformation out yes. there but even if there's a shred of truth to the research then they begin to see the beauty of islam shining through and uh, these words are what was echoed by uh sheikh um sheikh uh yusuf estes as well mm-hmm. when he spoke about if we look at the researching the life uh, or if we look at the researching uh, Islam at the end of the day there's so much of misinformation out there but yet if we go deep enough and people if people see just a glimmer of the beauty of Islam yes. and all of that becomes because all of that misinformation falls away because Islam in a sense is purity it's truth yes it's all those things that builds and keeps mankind together and um, that's again, if I have to go back to that point, as sad as it is, that Islam even looks at preserving the feelings of another human being. Not just physically protecting them from harm, but the feelings of another human being. So how can one make that leap from protecting the feelings of one person to taking the life of someone? SubhanAllah, how serious is that? Yeah, it's very, very serious indeed. So much so that Almighty Allah says in the glorious Quran that whosoever take, takes a life unjustly, it is as you have slain or killed the entire humanity. So murdering people, maiming people, killing people, terrorizing people, these are all un-Islamic and Islam cannot be blamed for that, nor Muslims, even if it is Muslims that are perpetrating them. They do it because of them being individuals with a perverted and sick mind, of course. You cannot blame Islam for that. Can you imagine, I say, Christianity is a religion of terrorism because Hitler killed uh, six million Jews? You cannot blame Christianity for that. You cannot blame Christianity for the atrocities committed by the popes in history who slay, who have slain thousands of innocent men, women and children of various religions in various countries. So do not um, attribute the actions of certain individuals to religion. All the religions are peaceful. Christianity preaches uh, truth and it, treat, it teaches uh, God consciousness and so does Judaism and so does Hinduism and so does Islam. So what the individuals of those various religions do, it is their faults and their shortcomings. It's got nothing to do with religion. Let me quote to you from the Bible where Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, so beautifully said, Seek you the truth and the truth shall set you free. In other words, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, whom we reveredly call Nabi Isa alayhi salam, he encourages his followers that be a sincere seeker of truth. When you research history, do it unbiasedly, not with prejudice, not with bias, Truth-seeking will lead you to the ultimate truth. And once again I say, if you truthfully study the life of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, you cannot come to the, you cannot help but to admire this man, to love this man for the person that he was and bringing civilization to a world that was steeped in ignorance, steeped in arrogance, steeped in uh, superstition and godlessness. 
and he brought the world civilization that we know today. That is due to Islam, the message that was preached by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of the things also, if we, if we look at another avenue, take going away from the sad and, and depressing uh, concept of, 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 of you know, Islamic ter- so-called Islamic terrorism and people trying to pervert the message of Islam. Um, if we look at another aspect, um, and that is, of course, uh, the way that Rasulullah lived with his family. Um, it is something for, that I think uh, all of us can learn from. And sometimes as men, uh, we grow up maybe in very harsh or hard circumstances. Yes. And we become very hard. And sometimes uh, when, pe- when we get married, we do not see, uh, w- we're not, we are not used to being soft. We're not used to uh, uh, being flexible because for us, uh, it, all we can see is, you know what? Um, this is how I see the world and this is how people should conform. So imp- the importance of us as as men sometimes when we get married, for us to study the seerah of Rasulullah <coughs> before doing so, perhaps in order for us to, um, when we get married, to, con- to, 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 to transfer the lessons that we've learned of Rasulullah as a husband and as a father into into our <coughs> into our personal lives. Most certainly the Prophet Sallallahu as I said, was our, is our example for every aspect of our lives. If you look at him as a husband, although he had like every husband has the ups and, <laughs> ups and downs with their wives, the Prophet Sallallahu also had to bring his wives right in a certain manner. And if you look at him as a father, he had the greatest of fatherly love for his all his children, especially for his daughter Sayyida Fatima. When the Prophet used to sit with people and Sayyida Fatima would walk in, the Prophet would stand up, kiss her on the forehead and made her sit on his place. That was fatherly love. So he was an example as a husband, he was an example as a father, he was as as example as a commander of the army, he was an example of a religious leader, of a judge. Every aspect that you can think of Haji Muhammad Fasir, every aspect of human life, you will find there is prophetic guidance from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi for us as his ummah. SubhanAllah, the voice of uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. The program is Friday Nasiha and uh, we are talking about Muhammad Rasulullah, the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And uh, these lessons, SubhanAllah, they, sh- they cannot but stir the heart in realizing that uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam really um, as an individual, mm-hmm. has has if if we allow the love of Rasulullah to enter our heart, there's nothing we can conquer, and there's nothing in this world that will become too hard for us. Allah, I like that piece, but I'm gonna latch onto <laughs> that when we come back. Inshallah, when we return from the break, we've got more for you. Friday Nasiha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Fried Nasiha. And the topic this morning is a love for the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Also, we can say, Mahabbati Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Well, this morning uh, I have in studio with me Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. And uh, Sheikh, one, one of the things that um, we are constantly taught uh, on a constant basis is to make salawat in the Nabi Muhammad to to praise the Prophet Muhammad first of all talk to us about the value of bestowing salams and salawat uh, on the Prophet Muhammad and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to increase 
his, 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 his blessings upon the soul system and talk, and talk to us about the value in terms of our own lives and, uh, and, and how we need to understand and engage with the concept of salawat. Most certainly, I like that question. But uh, just before the break, you mentioned something about love and conquering with love. I always say one can conquer your enemy with a sword or you can conquer your enemy with a gun. But the greatest way of conquering the world is to conquer with love. And what greater love than the love for Allah and the love for Sayyidina Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi And let me just add this beautiful incident of one of the great Sahaba of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi And all his Sahaba were great and noble. But this particular Sahabi by the name of Thawban Radiallahu An. He had extreme love for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi So much so that he could not stand being separated from the Prophet for too long. And one day he bursted out crying. And the Prophet asked him, Oh Thoban, what is making you so sad? And he said, Oh my beloved Rasul, I'm just thinking that you are the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And surely you will be in the highest of Jannah. I can't stand being separated from you in this world. How am I going to see you when you are in the highest of Jannah? And the Prophet smiled at him and said, O Thoban, don't be sad. Let me tell you, Al Mar'u Ma'aman Ahabba, that a person will be with the one that he loved in the year after. So the Prophet assured him, if you have true love for me, you will be with me in the highest of Jannah. And that is, and, and so beautiful, there's a beautiful Urdu couplet by the great Hazrat Allama Iqbal uh, who said, Ki Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam se wafatu ne to ham terehe ye jaha chiz kia loho kalam terehe So beautiful what it means, the gist of it is that if you have love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, pure love and sincere love in your heart, then the pen of destiny is in your own hand. You can write your own destiny. So the love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi as a premise and a base can take us to very great heights of and achievements of ultimate success. So yes, the Prophet sallallahu also guided us how can we imbibe true love in our hearts for him. The Nabi alayhi said, the people who will be closest to me on the day of judgment are the people who read abundantly salawat upon me. And reading salawat upon the Prophet sallallahu I don't want to enter the arena of debate and you know mm. all that. But reading salam and salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu like any dhikr, it can be done standing, it can be done sitting, or it can be done even laying on your back because this is what on your side because this is what Allah says in the Quran: "Alladina yadkurun Allah qiyama wa qooda wa ala janubihim." Allah say the remembrance of Allah of those people who remember Allah while they are standing, while they are sitting down, or while they are laying on their sides. All those are accepted by Allah. I don't see why we are fighting about people who can stand for salawat or not stand for salawat. Just read salawat on the Prophet. And the more you read salawat on the Prophet, standing, sitting, or laying on your side, the closer you will become to the Prophet and you will be of his favorite ones on the mighty day of judgment when he will be your advocate and your spokesperson in the divine supreme court of Allah.
Subhanallah. I think on that note, we're going to go for our next break. And when we come back, we'll continue. We're speaking to Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander about the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We've heard there now the concept of salawat and the importance of it, but also how we engage uh, and how we raise our status, subhanallah, by virtue of salawat. And we've heard the honored uh, uh, Sahaba uh, being mentioned as, as someone who loved the Rasulullah sallallahu very much. And Rasulullah indicating to him that through his love yeah. he will he would find himself in jannah with rasulullah well may allah grant us that same opportunity inshallah amen we're gonna go for a break now when we come back uh, we continue friday nasikha on the voice of the cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Friday Nasikha. It's the final segment. Uh, and before we do go any further, I just want to read some messages that have come through this one. Says, Salam, uh, Shaykh the Sunnah of the beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a pivotal, uh, is pivotal in uh, an integral part to our deen. Alhamdulillah. Thumma alhamdulillah. It's beautiful and awe. Uh, and leaves one speechless, alhamdulillah. And it says Mubarak, I think Juma Mubarak. Then also this one says, Our dear Sheikh Shukran for the ladies' class on Tuesdays. Much appreciated. May Allah grant, may Almighty Allah grant Sheikh a wonderful Hajj, your health, wealth, Amen. well-being, inshallah, from the Women's Forum, a Tuesday morning uh, class. Uh, shukran. Then another one says, Sheikh, you're giving us goosebumps, making us teary. Shukran so much, alhamdulillah. That's a quote coming through on the SMS line for our topic this morning is Mahabbati Rasulullah, love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We spoke about um, Salawat before the break and we want to continue in that vein now. And Sheikh then asked the question, how important is it for us as Muslims to make and to convey Salawat on the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Yes, beautiful. Um, as I said, first and foremost, Salawat um, increase your love for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and you will be of those who will be close to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam but let me just elaborate on the famous ayah I, I think there's not a single Muslim who don't know the simple ayah uh, not simple but the beautiful ayah that is basically read at the conclusion of every dua where Allah says you know when Allah revealed this ayah to the Prophet during the month of Sha'ban this ayah was one of the things that made the Prophet وسلم, extremely happy because in this ayah Allah says to Rasulullah oh my beloved Prophet I want you to know that I Allah place on you my eternal salams my eternal peace my choicest blessings from me, Allah, is on you. And Ali, I, Allah, order every malaika, be they in the heaven or the earth or wherever they are in the kingdom of Allah, they must put salawat upon you. And you know that night when the Prophet went into the journey of Mi'raj, Every single malaika greeted him. He saw malaika in sujood. He saw malaika in ruku. He saw malaika in standing and sitting positions since Allah created them. And he even saw the great angel Israfil alayhi salam, the one who is going to blow the trumpet to, to signal and to bring everything to termination and to an end. That malaika Israfil, when Allah created him, Allah created him with a trumpet to his lips. 
The only time he removed that trumpet from his lips was on the night of Miraj when the Prophet passed him by. He said, "Assalamu alaikum, ya Rasulullah." Every malaika that was in ruku and sujood, they raised up to greet the Prophet to put salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they went back into the posture how Allah created them. This in itself shows to us the great status. Which Allah has given to my and your beloved Rasul, of whom Allah say, "Wa rafa'na laka dhikrak, O my Prophet." Your remembrance, I've made exalted. I've made high your remembrance. So salawat is not just a simple few words of just saying Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, but it is an exalted remembrance that Allah Himself. Teaches us that we must that we I don't put salawat and salam upon the prophet because as a human being I'm not fit I don't know how that's why I say Allahumma salli oh Allah you put salawat and salam upon my prophet on my behalf Allah is the one who knows that best. And then Allah say Ya ayyuhaladina amanu sallu alaihi wasallimu taslima. And oh, you community of believers, wherever you find yourself in the state of iman, you also bring salawat and salam upon my Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So much so that the Prophet commented on this. He said that Allah loves that people who read salawat on me so much that if you put one salawat upon me, Allah put ten salams and salawat upon you. So, so if I say sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That is one salam. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Two. Sallallahu ala Muhammad. Three. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Just for saying that, Allah put forty special rahma and blessings and salam upon you just for singing the praises of his beloved rasul who is the cream of creation and the most beloved of almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah sheikh uh, um, as i'm thinking about that i'm also thinking we're always looking for allah's special blessings and protection there's so many challenges so many difficulties and so many dangers in life so obviously if we find ourselves trying to put salawat on Allah's most beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam on a regular basis and we find ourselves in the state of dhikr mm. and certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and rahmah will constantly descend upon us Allah, wherever we go Allah Akbar so true so beautifully said by Yaj Fasih um, you know that Allah will certainly love you and s- shower you with his special mercy if you have that special sincere love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam because without love for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam your love and iman in Allah is incomplete as i said earlier if i just say la ilaha illallah i'm asking you is my kalima complete not until rasulullah sallallahu and until i say muhammad rasulullah allah loved rasulullah sallallahu so much that allah attached his beautiful sweet name muhammad to the name of allah and let me just very quickly refer you to the incident when nabi adam alayhi salam ate from the forbidden tree and allah gave him the opportunity to 
come back to Allah and he prayed to Allah and he said, Ya Allah, I ask you to forgive me for my shortcomings through the name of Muhammad And Allah said, you are the first person that I've created physically. How come you know about my Muhammad? And he said, oh Allah, when you created me and you blew the ruh inside me and I opened my eyes, Ya Allah, my eyes fell on the arsh of you, oh Allah. And on the arsh is written, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. And I knew Allah that this Muhammad must be a special person because you have attached his name to your name of Allah and therefore I pray to you through him. I make wasila and tawassul through your beloved Muhammad and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O Nabi Adam I readily forgive you for your mistake. So likewise if we can pray to Allah, tawassul to pray to Allah through Rasulullah sallallahu asking Allah, O Allah, I ask you this and I ask you that through my prophet there was a blind man he said he was blind and he prayed to Allah to grant him vision and, he, and the Prophet Sallallahu taught him the dua to say, Allahumma inni as'aluka wa atawajjahu ilayka bi nabiyika Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Nabi Rahma. He said, Oh Allah, I ask you for my need and I turn to you Allah through the beautiful name of your beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi This is love for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi which will bring you success with Almighty Allah. MashaAllah, the beautiful words there of uh, Sheikh uh, rounding off this beautiful program. And I think um, if, if we take anything away from this, how, how valuable wouldn't it be if we just decide today, let me just put an extra salawat in Nabi Muhammad Allah, every day. Allah. Or let me just, let me just try and, and learn a little bit more about Rasulullah in order for us to benefit this value in it for us. And that, that value, subhanAllah, is so great, we won't even understand it. Until the day of Kiyama, when Amen. we find when we finally meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Inshallah. Sheikh, all the best. Shukran so much for joining us today, and uh, obviously the listeners have also mentioned that uh, the Sheikh will be shortly, Inshallah, being departed for Hajj. Inshallah, may Allah grant the Sheikh Hajj Makbul and Mabrur. Inshallah, may Allah grant the Sheikh safe trip there and back. Inshallah, Amen. and to reap the full benefits of this great journey. Inshallah, and please do not forget to make the effort. Most certainly, but brother, Basia, just allow me if you don't mind. Allow me to say that I really enjoyed this program with you and I I am very close to Aji Yusuf Fisher and we always have uh, beautiful programs together and I really miss him for that. But truly I enjoyed the discussion with you today and I just want to ask you <coughs> and the listeners in conclusion to kindly make dua for all of us and for all the hujjad. I have three groups leaving under Al-Nur Hajj and Umrah on the 7th of uh, August with Sheikh Nazim Shabuddin, on the 14th of August with myself and then another group on the 16th of August. But for all the other hujjad, make dua that Allah take us safe Bring us back safely with the Hajj Makbul and the Hajj Mabarur. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And I bid you and all the listeners, Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. As once again, that was the voice of Sheikh Abdurrahman Alexander. Shikan, uh, we say shikan once again for, Sheikh, for coming in studio and sharing this beautiful nasikha with us on this Friday nasikha. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape.